want we just raise our hands right across this place today, if you will, just as a way of saying, Jesus, uh, I'm open for you today. Lord, we just pray today as our hands are lifted across this place and we say, Lord, have your way today in our lives. Uh, speak to us, refresh us, uh, bring us power today. May we be set free from every uh, obstacle and bondage that tries to uh, get itself around us today. And I just pray right now in Jesus' name that you bring great glory to your house through each one of us in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you, church. You can take your seats. So good to see you here at uh, our 10.30 service. And we had a good service in our 9am um, and I think it's going to get better today. So uh, welcome everybody. If you're new to One Heart Church, so good to have you with us. Or if you're visiting from somewhere else, we want to give you a very, very warm and good welcome. It's great to see, I always say Elizabeth and Robert Minnie here with us. Thank you for joining us again today. They're uh, regulars, regular visitors. So great to have you with us. Um, also, we want to honour our mums and uh, Thank you, mothers, for the amazing gift that you are to our families and to our lives. So we want to honour our mums. Let's give the mums a hand this morning. <laughs> we, we do have a special gift for all the mums, so make sure you get your gift on the way out. So if you're watching on the live stream, want to say so good to have you with us. It doesn't compensate for being here in real life. So if you're staying at home watching church, you're missing something. No, so hopefully we see you here soon um, when you can. But also, uh, if you're listening to the podcast as well, so good to have you tuning in. And please drop us a line if you're on the podcast and let us know where you are and we'd love to be in contact with you. So it's Mother's Day and I just want to share some things with you and it's all about mothers and, and how important it is. So mothers, did you know this? that you can positive, positively impact whether your child has a healthy and happy adulthood and old age. Uh, recent data suggests that adults, uh, adult mental health and physical health is influenced by conditions dating back to childhood, including parental support. So before all the dads turn off, we're talking about parenting today as much as motherhood. So motherhood is one component of parenting but it has a long-term uh, effect upon people. It goes on to say, most people with high levels of uh, parental support during childhood develop higher levels of self-esteem, uh, a higher sense of personal control, and better family relationships in adulthood. In addition, people with early parental support develop fewer psychological and physical problems throughout adulthood and even into old age. Isn't that amazing? Whoever would have thought. So uh, perhaps you're here today and you didn't have um, uh, a good mother or perhaps you're here and you're thinking, oh, I'm not the great mother, I could do much better. Um, God loves you wherever you're at and God wants to fulfill every area of our lives including repairing family relationships. So my hope for today is that you'll understand some things about being a mother and um, if you're not a mother, you're being a parent, if you're a, a young girl, 
uh, prepare for being a mother because it is a, a very powerful place that you have in God's kingdom. So we're just going to pray right now before we move on um, and ask the Holy Spirit to begin to stir faith and awaken things within us um, so that we can so that we can be the agents of healing and restoration and um, uh, ushering in God's plan through our family. So why don't we just take a moment right now and I'll pray for you this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray for your word. Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll spark within the hearers today the, the fire of God of the reality of what we're hearing. So Lord, we open our hearts and we pray in the name of Jesus for your spirit to move upon us as we hear your word today. So, amen. Motherhood is a God-given blessing that God honors. God's blessing is on motherhood. And motherhood is a God-given blessing that honors God. That as a, you know, for the mothers here, our motherhood honors God in the way in which we um, raise our families. It ought to be. When we dedicate our children, we make a declaration that we're going to raise our family in the things of God, in the ways of God. And in that sense, we are honoring God through our families, through motherhood. So uh, in Luke chapter 11, verse 27, now I have never thought I would ever find a context to preach from this verse. But today I have, and I'm so excited. So it says in the New Living Translation, it says, as he was speaking, this is Jesus, a woman in the crowd called out, God bless your mother, the womb from which you came, and the breath, oh, sorry, and the breasts that nursed you. I, in the first service, I, I didn't use that word, I, I cut it out. Uh, it's a family show here, we could, shouldn't use those kind of words. But there was a title of a, I could have titled this message, but I didn't. Blessed breasts, but I didn't. I'm a little bit more bold in this service. I wasn't in the first one. I was, that was a very tame one. But if you can imagine, it's an awkward party stopper moment as this woman calls out. Ever been at one of those things where, you know, everything's happening? You know, and suddenly someone blurts something out. It's just so random. You think, what? And everyone stops. This is one of those moments that Jesus had. The sanitized version is the NIV Bible. If you read it in the NIV, it's very sanitized, very tame. But if you want the uncensored, R-rated version, it's the King James. It's like everyone's going to go home. Oh, have we still got the King James Bible? I've got to see it. But it's like, ooh, saucy. But what she's saying, we could interpret today, she's meaning Jesus, your mother must have been awesome. And, and I want to say all mothers are awesome because what she's, this woman who, who blurts this out, shouts, calls out in the middle of the, basically in the middle of church, is she's saying, your, your, your mother must have been blessed because she's listening to, to Jesus' wisdom and, and, and uh, um, the, 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 the things that are coming out of his mouth are just so amazing and powerful and spiritual and everything. And she just blurts out this this crazy thing but it's about motherhood that she's talking so uh, I want us to take a look at mothers from the Bible because they hold great significance to God's story huge significance 
And the title of my message today is, Where Would We Be Without Mothers? And it's a, it's a great thing that I've never really saw before until I started to prepare this message. So the first one I want us to look at is, number one, is Moses had a mother. And we're going to look at the story. Uh, Exodus chapter 1, verse 22. It says, Then Pharaoh gave this order to all the people, Throw every newborn Hebrew boy into the Nile River, but you may let the girls live. What kind of a law is that? The king of Egypt says every male baby of the Hebrews of the Jewish nation, uh, they're going to be a threat to me if they grow up and and, and become fighting age. They could threaten my my kingdom. So I've got a plan. I'm going to make it illegal to let them live. So every time there's a baby born of the Hebrews, you've got to throw it into the river to drown or get eaten by a crocodile. So Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 to 3, if we read on using the New Living Translation, about this time, a man and a woman from the tribe of Levi got married. Now, God starts a story of deliverance here at that point. Verse 2, the woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she got a basket made of papyrus reeds and waterproofed it with tar and pitch. Um, She put the baby in the basket and laid it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile River. Now we know that baby was Moses and his mother saw something of the purpose of God. And she disobeyed the king to save her baby. She showed a a parental instinct, a mothering instinct to say, I'm not going to throw my baby in the river. Who knows how many babies had been sacrificed before that? Who knows how many mothers had said, well, it's just too hard. It's against the law. I'm just going to throw my baby away, so to speak. But the deliverance of the Israelites out of Egypt began with her began with a mother who wouldn't take what the king said to do. Where would that story be without the mother? Where would that story be of of the the, uh, deliverance of Israel out of Egypt without a mother who obeyed God above the law? The next one I want us to look at, we're going to move through quickly today. Number two, Samson had a mother. We all familiar with the story of Samson? And Judges chapter 13, verse 2 and 5, it says, In those days, a man named Manoah from the tribe of Dan lived in the town of Zorah. His wife was unable to become pregnant, and they had no children. Verse 3, The angel of the Lord appeared to Manoah's wife and said, Even though you have been unable to have children, you will soon become pregnant and give birth to a son. God started the story of deliverance from the Philistines here. When he began to speak to a barren woman about having a child, he begins to speak to the mother of that promise. So verse 4, he says, So be careful, you must not drink wine or any other alcoholic drink, uh, nor eat any forbidden food. You'll become pregnant and give birth to a son, and his hair must never be cut, for he'll be dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth, he'll begin to rescue Israel from the Philistines. So she hasn't even had the baby yet, and God's speaking prophetically into her life of something she's never known. 
And I believe it's at that point where God begins to speak. He's looking for the, the, the agreement of our spirit to say, yes, I believe you, Jesus. I believe, God, what you're speaking. And we know Samson was that baby. And God revealed his plan to the mother first. God began to speak to his mother before he was ever born, before he was even conceived. So deliverance of the Israelites from the Philistines began with her, began with a woman. And where would that story be without the mother? I just want want you to see today that God sees and begins his greatest work through the mother. Is that amazing? Number three. Another one. Samuel had a mother, perhaps the greatest judge, prophet, priest. I think the only person in the Bible who who carried all three anointings. He was a judge, he was a prophet, and he was a priest. I think probably the the, the very rare three gifts altogether in one person was found in Samuel. But it started out, this story starts with a woman who couldn't be a mother. She, was a, she had a husband and he had two wives. She's the second wife. The other wife has kids and she can't have any. So there's, there's this, you know, I guess a dysfunction in her life and she feels, she feels you know, isolated, alone, judged, all those things. Now it says that she would go to the tabernacle once a year to offer sacrifices with her husband. So they live in an isolated place. They live in the back end of the, of the outback somewhere They live so far away, the only time they go to church is once a year. It's like she used to get in trouble every time she went to church. Where have you been for the whole year? They only get here once. But she can only come to church once a year, so to speak, if we bring it into our context. She's isolated in every way. We see the story in 1 Samuel uh, 1, verses 9 to 11 and verse 20. I'll just read out little bits of it. It says that she went to the tabernacle this particular year and was in deep anguish She's crying bitterly and she prays to the Lord in the tabernacle and she made this vow to God. Lord, if you'll only look upon my sorrow and and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you. He'll be yours for his entire lifetime. And as a sign that he's been, uh, that, that this would happen, he'd be dedicated to the Lord and his hair will never be cut. Verse 20 says, And in due time she gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, for she said, I asked the Lord for him. Samuel, of course, is the baby that came from that prayer of a desperate woman, of a desperate, you know, the the need for for motherhood in her life. So the, the transition that he brought was from Judges, to kings in Israel, and it began with her. It began with a, it began with a desperation for something that was barren in her life to have the promise of God upon it. And we could we can uh, uh, bring this into our own context in many ways. But I want to tell you something: don't ever view things in your life as barren and saying, "Well, that's the end of the story." What could God ever do with this? What could God ever do with my failure? What could God ever do with my brokenness? I want to tell you something. God can do everything with it when you direct your prayer to Him in that area. So um, the transition from judges to kings in Israel began 
with her. Where would that story be without a mother? I want to, I want to encourage all the mothers, all the um, going-to-be mothers here today that you have a great story within you that you need to fulfill, that you need to play your part in. So I'll tell you what, the Word of God doesn't, isn't like putting women at the back of the, at the, back of the stack saying, you know, we, we, you know where, where are the women? It's all about men in the Bible. All the stories might have been what these men did, but it started with faithful, godly mothers who were desperate for the things of God. Our, our, our next one we're going to look at is Jesus. Jesus had a mother. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 and 35, it says, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth to a virgin named Mary. God starts a story of salvation for the whole world at this point. He starts it right there with Mary. It says in verse 28, Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favoured woman. The Lord is with you. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you'll name him Jesus. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he'll be called the Son of God. And of course, it's no secret, Jesus was the baby who came to deliver the world from sin's curse. See, the transition from the law to the free gift of grace began with her, began with the mother. Where would that story be without a mother? I'm going to invite the musicians uh, to join me again, please. See, the spiritual significance of mothers in the world signals something. In the Word of God, it signaled something new was coming from God. Something that, that a breakthrough was, was, gonna, was going to happen. Something of salvation was going to happen. Something of deliverance was going to happen. And God chose to speak to the mother first. Is that amazing? Let's give the Lord a hand for that. God chose to speak to the mother first. God chose the mother to reveal his next plan. Mothers, you should be excited about this. See, mothers have a huge part in the word and are vital in the church. If you go to Luke chapter 2, verse 51, just the second part, and says, and his mother, talking about Mary, and his mother stored all these things in her heart. So, this, this verse is, is recording the time where Jesus and the family went to the, went to the temple in Jerusalem and they all went home, but Jesus stayed there and they went to find him. And he says, well, didn't you know I'd be about my father's business? And Mary began to store some things in her heart, going right back to the prophecies when he was brought to the temple and dedicated in the house of God as a baby. And there was prophecy spoken over Jesus. And now this event happens and it says that she stored all these things in her heart. And to all the mothers and to all the going-to-be mothers here today, you carry things in your heart for your children like nobody else can. Sometimes what we have stored and what we see aren't the same. Sometimes the, the things that we believe for didn't happen. Sometimes the, our families have wandered away from God, but we've got 
some things stored in our heart for our families, for our children. You know, even birds have a powerful mother mothering instinct. Even birds have a very strong protective instinct over their over their young. You ever gone past a, a mother magpie and the way in which they swoop and attack because they want to defend their, their young ones? You know, the bear is a notorious, mother bears are notorious for their aggression to protect their cubs. And, you know, sometimes their, their, their reaction is, is far outweighs the threat. You think, well, I wasn't even trying to get near to the mother bear. I wasn't even near the magpie's nest. But, the, but this instinct takes over of protection. And that's something I believe that is in the heart of mothers to protect. And especially if you're a Christian mother here today, to protect the things of God, to protect the, 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 the things that are spiritual in your family. You carry things in your heart for your children like nobody else can. Sometimes we need to go into fight mode and I don't think there's anyone able to fight better than a mother protecting her family. And when it comes to spiritual things, the way you fight is, is on your knees, praying, speaking the Word of God again over your family. And we're going to be praying for the stored things in mother's hearts today. See, where will your family, where will their story be without their mother? Without that, inter, without that inter, uh, interruption of the enemy's plan by a mother who would defend her young ones. See, things that you see, things that are in your heart, stored in your heart, things that you see and believe are going to be, are coming to be. God wants to restore those things. Can we stand to our feet together today? Because I want to speak into every family particularly into every mother's life. God has spoken things into your family, spoken things into your life that you've stored there. And maybe you thought, well, something went wrong. That didn't work out how I thought. God is able to, to bring and fulfill victory and breakthrough to those things that God has put in your heart. Maybe no one else sees the grief Maybe no one else feels the, the, the things that you feel for your children, but God is saying, I put that feeling there. I put that knowledge there and it's going to be fulfilled that they're going to come back to God. Maybe your kids are fine. They're going on and things of God. Then you know something you need to praise God for that. And you, you need to say, God, continue to use my family. Continue to work through my kids and my grandkids and the generations that follow. All those women we saw in the Bible, all those mothers we saw affected generations because of what God spoke into their heart that was hidden there. I want us to hope again in what God has stored in the heart. Believe again in what God has stored in your heart. Run with what God has stored in your heart. And don't stop praying for your family. Don't stop believing for the breakthrough. Don't stop the... the the purpose of God for future generations but allow God to rekindle those things that are stored in your heart for your family it's a vital part of the church and the release of God's power into other people's lives can we just I just want to pray for 
for all the parents here today, not just the mothers, but for all the parents. So if you feel you want to receive something in, in your life today, then you can raise your hand or, or kneel or whatever you feel to do. But let me pray for you today. Lord, we just begin to pray for the things that are hidden in our hearts, for our families, for our children. And Lord, I pray for mothers to rise up with a, with a burden to pray again. Lord, I pray that you give us words of encouragement for our families, words of truth, words that, that speak against what, what the circumstance might say. And Lord, we pray that there will be breakthrough in our families, that there will be victories in our families, that hope will be restored again into the hearts of the things that are hidden today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And I just pray, Lord God, for the, for the sons and the daughters and those that are away from you today. And Lord, we begin to intercede for them. We begin to pray for them like a mother bear robbed of her cubs. Lord, we want to pray with a fury against the enemy's plans. We want to pray and believe like a magpie that won't stop swooping until the threat is gone. So we just pray that today in Jesus' name for the fire of God to burn again within us with faith and hope and perseverance as we pray and believe in Jesus' mighty name. Jesus mighty name. We're just going to worship uh, a little more this morning and I just want us to worship through and praise through and allow some of those things in our heart to descend upon us whether you're a, a, an old mum, a new mum or a yet to be mum, God wants to use your life to impact the generations in his kingdom and I just want to uh, get you to start to really uh, receive something in the spirit today that you can take away. So thanks Vanessa. 